0: Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Mark Struchowski podcast, the show that's all about helping you perform at an optimum level. I am Mr. Productivity, and it is my obsession in life to teach you how to be a more productive you. And one of the ways I do that is by inviting you to take my free seven question productivity quiz. It's only seven questions you can do with it, and you will learn a lot. Just go to my website, MrProductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, Mr productivity.com. On the show today, Tom Corner, we're going to talk about the mosh pit of the mind. Oh, this is a value-packed episode. And here's what we want you to do. When you finish listening to this episode, I want you to go to the link in your show notes, markstuchewski.com forward slash blog forward slash Tom, T-O-M. It's a lot, Go to the the links in your show notes and leave a comment. What was your big takeaway? This episode is fire. So without any further ado, let's get to it. Tom, welcome to the show. Ski, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for calling me Ski. I tell everyone to call me Ski, but so few people say that and and you said it. So you made my day. So thank you for that. (laughs) That's <laughs> my pleasure. So the interview's over. No, <laughs> Just I know that was awesome. <laughs> I, I was sharing. I was sharing with uh, Tom you. before <laughs> you very welcome. Uh, before we started recording yesterday here in Houston, we had the Blue Angels fly over and they're doing this thing where they're going all across the country and honoring the healthcare uh, workers who are at the front lines for this COVID-19 we're dealing with. And I was in my backyard. And I didn't want to miss them because I'm like the family photographer and everybody wants me to take pictures. That's why in vacation pictures, it doesn't look like I'm on vacation because I'm not in the pictures, but I'm in the backyard. My dog, I'm looking in the air. My dog's like, dad, what are you looking at? And I had my iPhone, the, the video already. And then all of a sudden I heard this noise and they make a lot of noise and I got it. And they flew over our house, and right before they got out of the frame, they blew their white smoke, and I thought it was really cool. So my wife's posting it uh, all over social media yesterday, and people are like, oh, that's so cool. And I'm just saying, hey, it was taken by MrProductivity.com. She didn't put that in there, but I wish she would have. That would have been funny. Exactly. <laughs> So if you are listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski podcast and you are serving this country on the front lines due to COVID-19, thank you so much. We uh, are so appreciative for what you're doing because I know this is not what you envision 2020 to be for you, but we really appreciate the sacrifice you're making both for your health and for that of your family. Anyone to add there, Tom?
1: I share those sentiments. No, you're you're spot on. This is a very strange time. It is. Uh, I believe it's also a time of awakening on many levels.
0: Yes. And um, what I think yeah. is interesting is you know, we are going to get through this. I don't know when. I don't know what's going to happen, but we are going to get through this. And one of the things that really disturbs me, and this is what I want to talk to you about today, is so many people have lost their job, unfortunately, due to no Uh, fault of their own. My wife used to sell cruises. Uh, The industry shut down, so she didn't have a job. And people are spending... All hours of the night, binge watching TV. And then they go to bed at one, two, three, four o'clock in the morning. Then they get up at noon and then they're watching news four hours before they go back and start watching, uh, you know, these TV shows again. And this to me, Tom is a prime opportunity to maybe go through that course you bought a year ago or maybe to begin writing that book or launching that podcast. This is a perfect time because people are saying, I don't have the time. Now you have the time. Now you're binge watching all these shows on Netflix. So let's talk about that for a few minutes
1: yeah it's it's so it's true very true a little scary, but it is an interesting time on so many different levels, and I believe that the 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 challenge is is really for people to really take things into their own hands and try to truly understand what's going on because I believe the mass media is really i mean they get it's a a trillion dollar industry. I believe it gets paid. Well, this isn't new. They, they get paid on fear. Fear can be a good thing. And this is why I write my books because fear can be, it can be crippling for people, but it can also be very enlightening and freeing if you understand your fears. And this is a generational thing too. I might go on Netflix and watch something. My kids might watch it on their phone. My parents... They're of the TV generation and they'll leave CNN on all day or any news oh, channel. Wow. And it's, it's I believe it's a generational thing and it's a mindset. And that that population are scared because they're fearful for their lives. And if they watch the news, it's going to create more anxiety. And if you really want to talk about health, if you have negative toxic thoughts, that will create disease and anxiety will contribute to potential disease for people. And I know this personally from my own personal research and also what my wife went through when I wrote her memoir, Mommy, Why Do You Have Two Birthdays, when she trying to throw stage four non-high skin lymphoma. Mm. And it's really a matter of people really, instead of falling into binge watching, to to try to make sense of it and understand it. Because if you want to be health healthy you have to feed your mind with positive thoughts and you have to feed your body or positive nourishment and you have to feed your body with positive nourishment. And the biggest challenge I believe in the Western culture is our diet, which creates a lot of disease. And if you're susceptible to those two things, you very well are susceptible to becoming sick possibly. And this is why I see you doing what you're doing. And that, you know, Dozens of other people, hundreds of other people who are in the profession or passion that you're doing is to help people understand themselves. And right now, this is a very critical time for them to go deep and to understand what's going on and understand how to process the fear. Well, I want to
0: unpack a couple of things you said there. Number one, you talk about positivity. And here's the thing about positivity uh, you have to be intentional. About being positive because like you mentioned, if you watch the news, they're not going to give you positivity. If you go on social media, oh my goodness, you're not going to get positivity on there. And so you have to practice the art of intentionality of choosing positivity, which means you have to decide what do I want to do today? How do I want to show up today? And I, it's not easy to make these choices because everyone is Fearing now we've been at this i think what since early february so maybe february march april we're getting in our fourth month here in the very beginning people were hoarding food and i don't know where you live uh tom here in houston people will finally come to their senses and realize oh the food's going to keep on coming so we don't have any shortage anymore there's no more outages except for in fact um in fact um, insect no the um disinfectant wipes. Good couldn't think of a word. I don't know where I was thinking of going there. Right. That's the only thing that's not in stock. And now, now people are saying, um, you know, Oh my gosh, there's not going to be any more meat. We're all going to run out of meat. And my wife went shopping this morning and there's meat. And, but if you watch the news, right. we're all going to run out of food and we're all going to start being the walking dead and eating each other. And that's not true. And the way you get away from that <laughs> is you stop watching the news. Now I have got this thing. I say, Tom, uh, stay informed, but not obsessed, which means I watch the news for 30 minutes every yeah. night just so I know what's going on, but I don't check Twitter. I don't check Facebook. I don't check all the stuff online. Just checking in for 30 minutes every night, it gives me everything I need to know. But when people say, Well, Mark, what if something happens? I'll find out about it at 5 30 tonight. I mean, it, what is going to happen that's going to affect my life? Right. I mean, the president of the United States could ban all air flight today. I'm not flying anywhere in the near future. So that doesn't really affect me. So I don't need to know what happens the second it happens. The newsman will tell me tonight what's going on. And I think if people practice that, if they practice
1: staying informed and not obsessed, they'll be better off. What say you? I agree. And that's something I, I actually learned the hard way because I I also believe it is, it is a, a mindset that people have in this culture per se, that it's, You know, 24-hour everything. And I need to be in the know, especially in the business world. If you're at a dinner meeting and people are talking about everything and anything, you feel like you have to know. And I realized, Ski, that 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 was creating a lot of anxiety in my life because I I wasn't in the know on everything. And there was no way that I would know everything and someone would bring up a conversation at a business dinner and I wouldn't know. And I I would feel like a knucklehead. And so what I did, I realized that I'm creating a lot of anxiety in my life and I And I walked away from it. And this was years ago that I I walked away. And I really, I don't watch the news. You know why? Because the world hasn't ended. And if I need to find something out that's urgent, somebody will let me know. Or I will get a tweet about it. But it is overwhelmingly negative. And if people are unable to process that and realize there's another way to view it, it creates so much anxiety and stress in people's lives and they don't know it because they're tuned into it every day so i agree with what you're talking about the other important thing is for people to to maybe consider a different way of looking at things and trying to understand what everything means and realize that okay how much is in control how much of this is in my yes. control and how much of it is not in my control that's very very critical to understand but ever since turning off the news per se and not watching it probably 10 years ago i've never felt better enough and if i ever needed to find out something urgent i found out and it's such a great approach
0: yeah i know there's people out there who advocate no news and like i said i check in it's a 30-minute newscast take out the commercials it's like 22 minutes so in 22 minutes i get updated everything's going on but i've you know you mentioned earlier You know, the news media in the entire world works on fear. And I have this theory because I live in Houston, Gulf Coast, hurricanes. I have this this little illusion in my brain. I I hope it's not true. That when a hurricane is coming toward Houston, that is the meteorologist' Super Bowl. And behind the cameras, you know, on camera, they're being really serious. And behind, they've probably got the champagne going and high-fiving because that's what they live for. (laughs) I mean, when the news (laughs) starts... And the first guy speaking is the weatherman. You have to wake up because that's something important. But when they bury him 20 minutes in the show, it's not that important. So you can really gauge. You don't have to listen to the news. You can have it muted and see what's the first story. Oh, it's not the weather. I don't care. But I, I believe, and this is not for everyone, I believe checking in the news once a day for 22 minutes to get up to date. And I didn't even watch the whole newscast. I may watch the first 15 minutes just so I know what's going on. The reason why I do that, Tom, is so I can stay informed, but I don't want to go on Twitter and find out because, you know, Twitter is this huge black hole. And so I'd rather be very intentional. I love that word intentionality. I'll be very intentional. I check the news for 20, 25 minutes at night. That's it. And I had to, had to train my wife because she, you know, checks in on social media and I said, don't tell me, okay? Unless it's going to affect me today, don't tell me, okay? Um, because do I feel sorry for mass shootings? Of course I do. Do I feel sorry for the wildfires out right. in Australia? Of course I do. But like you just said, what can I do about a mass shooting in Italy? What can I do about the You know, the wildfires in Australia. I can pray for these people. I can have empathy for them, but I I can't do anything. I I can't reverse time. I don't have a DeLorean and go back to the future. And so I think people are becoming so obsessed with the news, which leads me to my next point. People don't realize if you get obsessed with all this fear and negativity, it does affect your mental and physical health because your body is so stressed. It can't fight the disease.
1: Well, it's interesting you mentioned that because you know, there's the old saying that you know if a tree falls in the woods and there's no one there to see it fall or hear it fall doesn't make any noise. and I was at a business meeting three years ago and there was a tragic I think it was a Southwest Airlines crash. I knew nothing about it and it was interesting ski because one of my colleagues a few of us were gathered together and they were just talking about, do you believe what happened? It's awful. And I've, over the years, I've spent a lot of time understanding, you know, my journey going down different spiritual paths, meditation, being present in the moment. And so when it happened, i again, I'm like, I didn't know about it and I felt somewhat like a knucklehead, but then at the same time, and I learned this from Eckhart Tolle, Dr. Wayne Dyer, a lot of spiritual people. I was perfectly content, right? At that point. And then they brought up this tragedy and I'm not making light of it. And just because of those words, I took on the tragedy myself and it it affected me. That's what watching the news is. I, I knew nothing of it and I was fine. And then something happened and it was awful. And then I felt bad because I knew nothing about it. But the thing is, that was something that was out of my control and if i don't know how to process it or i decide to take that on myself then it creates it, it creates a negative mindset <clears throat> and it creates fear and it's i mean I, and i'm not again i'm not making light of this but i wasn't there i have no idea if that plane crashed because i wasn't there i was where i was in the present moment and it's very hard for people to grasp that that <clears throat> Just because it happened doesn't mean I have to take on a burden of grief and fear, and it's processing that and understanding it. And I didn't have any loved ones on the flight, but if there were, that's an even bigger hurdle to overcome because I can't take on any suffering from them. Um, but I, if I try my best to understand the process and to process any grief or process fear, I'll be okay. That's the challenge. I believe is is people aren't processing it and they don't know how to let it go. And if it's complete, if it's entirely negative, they're going to take some of that with them. And their conversations are going to be based off of that negative mindset that they learn from the news media. So um, I agree with you. And the flip side about social media, social media is is very challenging. It's an interesting platform, but it also opens up avenues for people to look at a different way or find a different way to to look at things. Um, and you're not going to see that if you turn on the TV because it's already there. There's nothing you can do about it. But the beauty of the internet and social media, it allows us to to make more sense of these things and maybe do a better job of processing it or realizing what the impacts are, really what's going on, or how I could feel better and take control of the things I can take control of. Yeah,
0: it's really interesting, some of the things you said in there, because a lot of people – have lost the, uh, the, they they know the truth, but they have lost the sense that they are the human beings. No one puts a gun to your head and says, you must scroll endlessly on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever you choose to go there. And when I tell people that I don't spend maybe, maybe 30 minutes a week consuming social media, they look at me like when you make a high pitch sound to a dog and it cocks its head, They said, but you're on social media all the time. No, I'm posting on social media. I'm adding value, but I'm endless. Thank you. I'm not endlessly scrolling. (laughs) Why do you think, who do you think created endless scrolling? That would be social media. Why do you think when you watch a YouTube video, it says, hey, you like that one here or 35 other videos you want to watch and you get sucked down that wormhole. They're not on your side. So there is a big difference. That's one thing. I'm a big fan of uh, Apple's screen time or any app that tracks your screen, uh, your screen time. However... It doesn't know if I'm posting a video to serve someone on Instagram or if I'm endlessly scrolling. There's no way it could do that. And so that requires us to be the human beings. And one of the biggest suggestions I say, people go, "What's give me one of your biggest tips. I said, use your timer on your phone. Set the timer for 30 minutes. Go play on social media. When it goes off, get off. The problem is people get on there just for a air quotes here. A few minutes and then four hours gone by and they're soaking soaking them all this negativity, all this bad news. And then they feel horrible and then they can't get back to work because they're in a negative mindset.
1: It's just like eating a, a really, really bad fast food meal. You think you're enjoying it and afterwards you might feel awful. It's the same concept and And but the dopamine rush that's released because of social media you don't realize it those thirty minutes go by could end up being an hour because you get yep. sucked into it and you you really lose sight of it and I talk about that in my upcoming book about how we really are somewhat mindless and it, it it's and we're we don't know it we're not aware of it um, and it's very intriguing but the 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 interesting thing too i see that's going on right now with the pandemic and it's it's very serious but it is again processing what's going on um but also uh really understanding uh, uh, understanding where our position is I, I, because I, this country's amazing ski. We have so many, this technology that I'm talking to you on right now is brilliant. It's, it's an amazing that we can do this and have this dialogue, but it, I believe it makes us very complacent. And because we're able to just, and my kids are in elementary school and middle school and the way they study is absolutely Night and day from the way I studied. I didn't have a Siri or an Alexa to ask <laughs> me either <laughs> anything about. Right? It's a totally different ball game, and we've. Be- and it's not a bad thing, but it, we've. Be- I believe we've become complacent because we just look at it, we read it, we think it's it's real, and sometimes it's not. And <clears throat> I see uh, there's a lot more going on right now in the world now that on so many levels that will awaken us to say, listen. Um, because this pandemic, I'm not making light of it is not as bad as everybody's making it out to be. And there's, there's, there's more to it, but if we don't look into it and we just turn on the news and believe everything we see, it's, it'll paralyze you and people won't leave the house. But if you're able to understand the toxicity of the mind, if you're able to understand the body and how it keep to keep your immune system strong, it's a completely different ballgame. If you don't understand any of that, you'll just sit there paralyzed in fear. And again, I'm fortunate because of what my wife went through. She became a certified nutritionist. She learned how to what um, Dr. Robert Young with the PH Miracle refers to as change your terrain. It's just like you coaching someone and teaching them maybe to meditate or recite affirmations, or sometimes people use EFT tapping to clear out the mind. And I, I, it could very well be because of the negativity that's out there. We have to clear out the mind. If The same thing with our body. If our body's toxic and we don't clean it up, we will become sick. And if our immune system's already weakened... We may not know it. It could be weakened because of the food we eat. It could be weakened because of negative thoughts. It could be weakened because of stress. It could be weakened because uh, of anything. Who? who, What? You name it. You may not even know it. And then you introduce one additional thing to it that could be the tipping point, and you get sick. And if people understand that they're able to change, they could change their mindset, and they can. It all takes is one thought. And a belief, if you can change your the train of your body to be more balanced and aligned, a lot of these diseases that we're fearful of won't happen. I know that sounds crazy, but I've been fortunate to experience what my wife has done since she triumphed over stage four cancer and she changed her body so it wouldn't happen again. And there's so many people that are doing it today. Chris Carr is a perfect example. Chris Carr put out a DVD documentary when she was diagnosed, was actually around the same time my wife was. And Chris Carr has about I think 24 tumors in her body that are cancerous, and she changed the train of her body. Wow. And they, so if it's it's like putting taking a seed and you throw it on an asphalt street. I take another same similar, same type of seed and I throw it in soil and it's nourished. Which seed's going to grow, right? The one in the asphalt won't, unless it finds a little crack or sliver to grow in, it might, but it's not going to grow. That, and that's, a, and that's a, a simplistic view. But if you look at it from anything, from disease growing, her, what she did is, I'm not saying Chris Carr, she created the right environment with soil for a healthy body and cells to grow and thrive. And in that type of environment for a cancerous cell or a disease state, even somebody getting sick now during this pandemic, if the the seed of the disease is like asphalt where the environment's not good enough for it to grow, it will not thrive. So that's what Chris Carr did. She has 24, she calls them friends in her body that have been there for over 15 years, and they haven't changed because she changed her body. And that's what my wife has done. And if people understand with what's going on right now, to reduce the fear, if they know there's another way to remain healthy and to not fall victim to the fear, why not try it? And that's the beauty of social media, Ski, is because there are a lot of people that are saying there is another way to create health and prevent disease or getting sick. And it's and it's fascinating and amazing. But this, the interesting thing is it's not put out on traditional media and people poo-poo it.
0: Well I want to tell you my my journey with meditation because I've heard it for like several years and I always like dismissed it. And then three years ago, my wife and I got our first Apple watch. It was a series three and it came with something called. You love your Apple yeah, watches you, you too, read right? The, you followed me enough to yeah. know that. I love my Apple Watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Apple. So there is a, <laughs> Sorry. there's an app on there called the breathe app. And I remember when I first got it, I told my wife, I'm turning this stupid thing off. I know how to breathe. And she goes, that's not what they're talking about, but I dismissed it. Right. And, but several months later, I, I, read, I listened to a podcast, read a blog post, something, and someone says the the Breathe app allows you to breathe for one minute. Who doesn't have one minute? So I decided, okay, I'm going to try an experiment because as a productivity student, expert, nerd, geek, whatever you want to call me, I said, I want to try this out. And so whenever my watch reminds me to breathe, now I'm not going to do it during the show because that'd be kind of rude, but I, I take the minute to breathe. And I do feel better. And now, when my wife and I started doing about four days ago, I said, hey, let's try this new thing. Let's meditate for five minutes together, and then let's pray. And we do it in the morning. And you know what's amazing? You sit there for five minutes. You breathe in and breathe out for five minutes. And then you sit there and pray, and it, it just makes you feel so much better. So you don't have to be a Buddhist, a Christian, a Zen, uh, an atheist, an agnostic. Anybody can meditate. All you're doing is literally breathing in, breathing out, not thinking about anything, letting your, letting your brain go, Oh, finally a break. That's all it is. And I'm working my way up to like five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes because it feels so good. But one of the things I learned from Brendan Burchard is when you do the meditation, close your eyes. And the reason why is because you're, you don't you don't realize how much your brain is processing all day through your eyes. When you close your eyes, your eyes are going to break too. And so everyone's got time to meditate. You don't have to do a 45 minute meditation. Like some of these like Deepak Chopra do. You could do one minute, just one minute, be quiet. Not around any noise, not around traffic or the TV on. Go someplace quiet and just close your eyes and breathe deeply. You don't need an Apple Watch. Use a timer on your phone or on your watch or whatever the case may be. But everyone's got a minute. And I can tell you that I feel better if I will stop. Whenever my watch says hey it's time to breathe, if I take the minute to breathe, I feel better. And so sometimes yeah. when you're in the middle of something like I'm almost at the end, but if you take that minute to breathe to reset, you may finish stronger. So I'm a big fan of meditation
1: now. I agree. And and I'll tell you, uh, I I tell people it, 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 just like you said, you don't have to be an expert. We meditate, we just don't know it, right? You sit at a traffic light, <laughs> and you might find yourself lost for a second that to me that's meditation you 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 quieted your mind you you maybe got lost in a thought mm-hmm. right and that's meditation and i wrote a blog article of a number of years ago years ago called because i was i meditate and and most people say I, it's, it doesn't work it doesn't work because i can't stop my mind and i called it with the swipe of a finger because if you realize like you said your thoughts and you know when you go through your since you love your technology ski, right? You go through your, your pictures on your phone. You can just swipe your finger and you go through all these pictures. That's how the, you'll sit and meditate. And then this thought will come up and you just got, just like with a a picture on your phone, swipe your finger and move to the next one and move to the next one with the swipe of a finger. You can just move through those thoughts and disregard them. Right. And, and what you just let it go, let it go. And eventually, you'll capture yourself and you'll be lost. And it could be 10 seconds. And it might feel like an hour, but it's so empowering. And a couple of things I wanted to share with you, to your point, there's 86,400 seconds in one single day. And I had a friend who, after I posted a blog article entitled, Hate Myself? question mark She reached out to me immediately and said, how do you do it? How do you deal with all the, the garbage and the stress? And I'm always learning. And I, and I sat down with her, gave her a copy of my book. We spent a couple hours together talking. And usually when I do that ski, I'll send them an affirmation to them afterwards via text. And I sent an affirmation, followed up with her a couple of few days later. and She has kids like I do, and she said, I can't do it. And I said, listen, there's 86,400 seconds in a day. I'm asking you for 15 seconds in the morning before your head leaves the pillow and your feet touch the ground. 15 seconds at night, right when your head hits the pillow to recite the affirmation, 30 seconds out of <laughs> almost 90,000 seconds. And she couldn't do it because we get so caught up and lost and we're tired and we feel we can't do it. But just like you're doing, you started with one little step and now you've taken multiple steps with meditation before you know it, you're going to be doing so much more and that's it. Be I, tell, I say be nice to yourself for thirty seconds a day because that leads me into what I call the mosh pit of your mind. And have you ever been in a no, mosh sir, pit? I
0: have no desire to.
1: Exactly, and I say to people, they laugh and they say, "They say that I've been in mosh pits and mosh pits." And the reason you say that, ski, is because they're scary. They're usually at a a rock concert, heavy metal concert, and people are on the ground in a circle and there's this pit and they're jumping around. The first time I did this, my friend said, lock arms with me and we're just going to run through and knock people over. And I thought he was out of his mind. And then I spent, I spent, I was in a a few mosh pits. And what happens is even if you want to get out, the people on the outside push you back in and you're stuck. So think about the mind and what we're talking about processing fear. The mind is like a mosh pit. The mind processes Upwards of 70, 80,000 thoughts in a day. Okay. And if we watch the news, if we can't filter it out and we fill ourselves with toxic, toxicity and negativity, that's a mosh pit. It's scary. It's violent. And, but the thing is, Skye, is what if that's our, our mind and we're, not, and we're not filtering out the negativity, how does that affect our day, our week, our month, our year, even our life? And I did this myself because I needed to change the mosh pit of my mind. And then you learn to meditate and you learn to throw affirmations in there. But what happens is most people give up because they feel it doesn't work. And I throw a, an affirmation into the mosh pit of my mind and say, and I love myself. And all the other rambunctious, ornery thoughts stomp on it and it doesn't work and I give up. But over years, decades of listening to Wayne Dyer, Eckhart Tolle, Louise Louise Hay, um, It worked. And now the mosh pit in my mind, these negative ornery thoughts are still there. And when they come in, like if I'm going to be on a podcast with you and I'm nervous and I know what Ski expects on a podcast, I want to make sure I deliver and I I do what he wants. The mosh pit says, well, you're going to mess up. It's not going to work. It's going to fail. And then you say no. And then, then I throw my affirmations into the mosh pit. Everything always works out. Everything happens for a reason. And I've learned over the years to train it, train my mind. And that's, I believe, part of an awakening and being aware. And that's what meditation does. That's what affirmations do. And if we realize that we're most people aren't very nice to themselves, we're very, very critical of ourselves. And if we're able to turn that around... And if it's influenced by the news media, if it's influenced by fear on social media, we have to be able to process that and ask ourselves, "Is it really true?" And uh, but it it's so empowering, and that's where people have the ability to take things into their own hands. And I'll tell you something else, and this is what you're doing. I didn't do this alone. I have a coach, a life coach, and I believe. Your coach suggested you you do what you're yes. doing today, right? So Arnold Schwarzenegger had a quote from Tim Ferriss' book, The Tools of Titans, and he opens it up and he talks about people saying, "Man, you're so amazing! You're a self-made success. You're a self-made man." And he'd always stop them skiing. He would say, "Wait a second. I am not a self-made man. I rode on the shoulders of giants to become who I am today." And we, I've always thought maybe it's a cultural thing maybe it's a male thing that you've got to do it yourself it's practically impossible to do it alone and my coach has made such a big difference in my life and i believe you would agree that coaches and this is what you're doing are a critical component to help us hold the focus help us to learn to find another way to channel our thoughts Mm -hmm.
0: Very deep. And I want to thank you for the title for this episode, The Mosh Pit of the Mind. I think when people see that title, they're going to say, oh, my goodness. So, <laughs> listener, you listened this far into the episode. This is the point that I decided what I was going to title the episode because I want people to go, what, The Mosh Pit awesome. of the Mind? Yeah, but I got you to listen. Um Right before I go, I want to tell you, go back a, a few minutes ago, you are talking about how people use – uh Alexa and the other lady on the Apple, which I can't say because my watch will go off. I think it's funny. I, oh. And I've done this myself where like I have a 10R and you can actually say her name, hey, her name, and she will answer. And we have yeah. a HomePod that does the same thing. What's interesting, if they don't react, we say it again, And again, and again, I catch myself. I could have unlocked my phone and found out the information, but I'm sitting like a moron calling her name and it's like, she's not responding. Here's a clue. Just unlock your phone and go look for the information. Sometimes we, sometimes we get in our own way. So I just, I wanted to share that with you. Awesome. Um, (laughs) I've done it too, my friend. Why isn't he answering? Um, Anyways, yeah. this has been so much fun. I want to thank you so much for, uh, you gave us a lot of information and listener. Um, you may not be aware of it, but there's a, a pause button on this podcast player and you can actually go back to the beginning and listen to it again. So if you miss something, this is not like live and it's going to, you know, self-destruct like a mission impossible because you right. gave us a lot to think about. So it's okay to listen to a podcast several times or rewind. So I, the reason why I say that Tom is some people realize, Oh, I missed it. Listen to it again. (laughs) You can do that. So uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Where can we find out more about you?
1: Well, ski. Thank you. It's been an honor. I I love what you're doing and and it's a privilege to be on your show. Please. um, You can visit my website at tomcorner.net, corner.net Tom corner, Dot net. And you can check out the mosh Bit of your mind (laughs) video that I created. Uh, it's just some silly stuff I created, you can, and and please buy my books. Um, it's he's got a family, uh, you got kids in school. It's really <laughs> Well, it, it it is. You know, I've before, and it's a mindset thing too. Before, I didn't think I deserved to say that, and I know I deserved to say that because my books really are written from a place of love. And my wife's memoir, my subtitle I wanted to call it was "The Book Read right Around the World" because I asked the reader at the end. To give it away, oh, nice. to give a gift to someone else, and um, you know, and it's it's really cathartic for me, but it also I believe might help people who are dealing with challenges or just don't know of another way. And it hopefully it opens their eyes that there are many other ways to do and accomplish things. So yeah, TomCorner.net. If you want to email me, you can email me at inspire at TomCorner.net. And thank you again, Ski. This has been amazing. and I would love to do it again down the road, maybe when my next book is released sure. next and
0: year. And I will tell you that I love affirmations. And I just went through Marie Forleo's B-School and in one of the, the modules, she talks about affirmations and she says, she mentioned how much she loves money. A lot of people think, oh, money is evil. No, the Bible says the money, the root, the love right. of money is the root of all evil. And so I've got an alarm on my Apple watch twice a day that says, I love money. When it goes off, I said, I love money because yeah, money can buy heroin, Money can also build hospitals. <laughs> money can also fund, exactly. uh, like Bill and Melinda Gates, uh, malaria. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do with money. So I love money. I don't think money's bad. Now, if you use it for bad things, right. money's bad. I mean, but money, actually, no, that's not true. Money isn't in, a, in, a, in an object. It doesn't have any feelings. It's what you use with it. Like Dave Ramsey uh, says in his Financial Peace University, a brick. You can throw it through a window or you can build a hospital. It's just a brick. And so I love affirmations. I love the fact you shared so much with us on the show today. So thank you so much. Thank you, Ski. All the best. And just before we go, don't forget to head on over to com forward slash blog forward slash Tom. It'll be easier if you go to the link in the show notes and leave a comment, share with Tom and I, what was your big takeaway from the episode today? What questions do you have? Again, markstucheski.com forward slash blog forward slash Tom, or go to the link in your show notes. We really want to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stucheski podcast. Until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.